Hi, this is Netta. You are obviously listening to this particular episode of the podcast after Christmas. And how do I know that? Because I'm recording it after Christmas. I'm calling it Christmas Faithfulness because I've been going through the fruits of the Spirit. But it doesn't matter if it's on Christmas, before Christmas, after Christmas. You know, God's Word applies to it all. When I was about 13 or 14, my mom brought home, I think it was a library book, and it was called Two from Galilee, and it was by Marjorie Holmes, H-O-L-M-E-S. It was a biblical, fictional, historical novel about Mary and Joseph. I loved it. And this year, I hunted down that same book and found it for a few bucks online and I've been reading it. I'm always so struck with Mary and Joseph's faithfulness. It's it's such an interesting thought that they were engaged, which back then was legally married, even though they weren't living together yet. It was like our engagement, although it was a legally binding contract. Mary and Joseph had such faithfulness because they gave up so much. Um, Not just the fact that, you know, Mary couldn't have the wedding of her dreams, probably. She had probably some sort of engagement celebration when she was originally betrothed to Joseph, but then everything changed when suddenly she was carrying the Son of God. Also, relationships would have changed emotions would have changed, her reputation would have changed, all of those things. And yet, God called her highly favored. When Gabriel came to her, he called her highly favored. We think of favor as like everything going hunky-dory, being grand and awesome. But the things that Mary and Joseph um, sacrificed, I guess is a word I'm going to use, probably did not feel like favor. And yet, in the long run, we know they were part of this gigantically huge story that started way back at the beginning of creation in the garden with Adam and Eve. And God said, I promise to send a savior. They got to be this huge part of a giant story. Their faithfulness was massive. The word faithfulness really means confidence, fidelity, or persuaded. The word persuaded has a special place in my heart this year for 2018, um, which I will talk about in an upcoming episode. It was really my word for the year for 2018, persuaded. When we are persuaded or convinced of something, we act on it. Mary and Joseph were persuaded that they were following God's calling and they acted on it. It literally affected the rest of their lives. Faithfulness. Now, if we look in Matthew 16, verse 23, is when Jesus is talking about all the stuff that's going to happen to him, where he's going to be betrayed and beaten and crucified, and after three days rise from the dead. And Peter rebukes him, you know, like, don't say that, Lord. And and, uh, then Jesus rebukes Peter. But after that, he says, Peter, you are seeing things merely through a human point of view. 
not from God's. I jotted down in my journal earlier in December some of the human points of view versus God's point of view, which is faithfulness and trust being persuaded. The human point of view ugh, is always selfish. We are always considering how things affect us. It's our very first thought pretty much every time. Now, if we're parents, there's a, a, a good chance that we might think of our kids first and then ourselves, but ourselves right at the top. And yet to have a viewpoint of God and looking at things through his eyes means we trust and we focus on Jesus. Like this is about Jesus, not about me. This is about what he wants, not about what I want. The human point of view wants and often insists on understanding. Have you ever thought or said or prayed, Lord, I just don't understand. Like we have a right to demand that we understand what God does. God is God. You know, when Isaiah says his ways are above our ways, of course, we're not going to understand everything. Uh, This morning, I read Jeremiah 51. In verse 15, it says, The Lord made the earth by his power, and he preserves it by his wisdom. With his own understanding, he stretches out the heavens. Why on earth do I think I should be able to understand what he does? I can't do any of that. I can't even keep my house clean for more than a few minutes. And even then, it's not all areas at the same time. Like, why do we insist that we have to understand what God is doing? If we have God's point of view, we strive to know him rather than understand the situation and all that he's doing. Just know him. That we can do. That is something that every day we can know him more. We read the Bible. We talk to him. We listen to what he says to us. We write it down. We think on it. We talk about it. That's how we get to know him. It's so much better than understanding everything in a situation because we won't. And we drive ourselves nuts trying to. Another thing that the human viewpoint does is it kind of punches us in the gut and it pokes holes in our faith. Because again, we're always looking at ourselves. But God's point of view is continually strengthening our faith by learning more, leaning on him, reminding ourselves of what the Bible says. <laughs> I suppose you're going, oh my word. It's her, It's all she says in this podcast is read the Bible. Yeah. How can we say that we know and love God and we completely ignore everything he's said to us and been preserved and documented over the centuries? Yeah, I I don't apologize for saying it pretty much every single time. The last thing about the human viewpoint that I jotted down in my journal in mid-December was the human viewpoint is the opposite of Jesus' viewpoint. So I want to do what Jesus does. And he looks at people with his eyes. I want to see people with his eyes. Sometimes it's really hard because we don't understand the situation that God has put us in. And even if we come to grips with, okay, I'm not going to understand the situation, sometimes it's still very hard to be there. 
But if I will stop and look at people in the eyeballs, look at them, and remember, God loves them as much as he loves me. God loves them. They have a story. And God intends for their story to actually be part of his big story. You see, he's huge and giant, and we will never understand everything about him until someday, because of Jesus, we're in heaven with him. But I can grow more and more in knowledge and understanding of of who he is. Not everything he does and why he does it, but who he is. And when I look into the eyes of people, those closest to me, some strangers, some acquaintances, I can see that somehow God has a plan for them to be part of his big story too. And my job is to love them and show them maybe just through my eyes and a few moments of attention that I give to them by paying attention to them. I'm showing them that God cares about them. Faithfulness. Being persuaded and acting upon it. Let's be faithful. Let's not strive for understanding everything. Let's just get to know God more. And that is just a little piece of my heart.